Hello, friends. This is Oluwashina Konde from Lagos, Nigeria, and you are listening to the Faith Culture Podcast. On today's episode, we want to focus on an important subject, um, the subject of grief, uh, how people deal with grief and um, a whole lot of that. You know, there are different things that people can do to navigate um, a grieving period. You know, it's not even known to many folks. And on the show today, I have with me uh, a mental health therapist, um, a deep analytical um, thinker, uh, who is also a family counselor, a life and leadership coach, um, Damilola Adedeji. She's going to be helping us do justice to this conversation uh, about dealing with grief. Dami, you're welcome to the show today. Thank you so much, you know, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's so, um, you know, it's so nice to have you come on the show to talk about um, an important subject like this one. And I hope our listeners are going to benefit maximally from this conversation today. Absolutely. All right. So um, just before we begin, well, Dami, why do you think this is an important um, conversation to sort of like have? Um, you know, it's it's we've just we are still currently in the pandemic. It's, it's hard for me to say we are coming off it, um, um, because why I said we are still in it is because of this topic. People are still grieving. People are still dealing with the pain that the pandemic has caused, um, with a loss, a loss of a friend, a loss of a job, a loss of a loved one. So it's so important. And you know, when we when we talk about grieving, most times we often you know push it aside and say, oh, don't get over it with time. But the truth is, these people are struggling, and sometimes, and most of the times, people don't even know how to navigate through their grieving period. So, this is a very fantastic topic to explore, um, Shino. All right, good, um, Dami. Thanks a lot for establishing that for us. Yeah, just um, you know, one, one other place I love to begin my conversation with my guests is to because this is a Christian podcast. Yeah, so I love to um, have them share with me briefly their God experience because I strongly believe that um, you know our experience, uh, our God experience rather, um, you know, um, has a way of um, influencing the things we do and how we do them and our perspective about life, basically. So Dami, would you let us um, into your God experience briefly? Um, interesting. It's like, I'm sure for everyone, it's usually a very long story. <laughs> but just <laughs> yeah. um, my God experience has been a very interesting one. I was born and raised in the church. Uh, however, I came to know Christ personally at the age of 15. Um, ever since then, I must say the journey has been very adventurous. I'm sure you understand what that means. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still, you know, I've learned quite a lot from, you know, my relationship with Christ. However, I remain a student in the institution of the kingdom of God. So that's a brief from my experience so far. <laughs> All right, cool stuff. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, thanks a lot for sharing that with me. And uh, but. But if I'm just going to ask you this question, has your relationship with God, you know, um, sort of influenced um, your perspective about grieving? Oh, absolutely. Um, because for me, I believe that any um, any occupation or anything that we do, um, there is God in it in terms of servicing people. And yeah. so 
um, the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So there is, whether you're in finance, you're in banking, whatever you do, God is the all-wise God. So even as a mental health therapist, I I always see the fingers and the, and the hands of God around um, helping people in getting to the place where he wants them to be, a place of healing and wholeness. So yes, I see God even in this moment as we discuss on grief. Wow, splendid, Dami. And and that's going to lead lead to my next question, you know, uh, because this is getting interesting and we're about to dive into the conversation today. Um, Does the Bible in any way, um, you know, um, reference grief? And what, what, yeah, I mean, let us, let, let us into that. Yes, I, I love that you use you you are you know linking this because um, there's no isolation for any Christian in terms of whatever it is they're going through. There's always answers in the Bible. Um, yeah. Grieving itself shows that you are human and God created us. You are human with feelings and with limitations as well, meaning that, that there are things that we can bear, there are things we cannot bear. There's a part of the Bible that says that God will not tempt us beyond you get, beyond what we can bear, you know, right. so there's that limitation that God is aware of. He's aware that there's a time we'll be weak and there's a time we'll be strong. And yeah. so when it comes to, to grieving, is that part of you um, taking on an emotional impact that you cannot bear and, and it's difficult and it's a struggle to bear so one for me one um bible verse that comes really strongly is hebrews 4 verse 15 it says for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses i really love that it said but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are yet not seen so if you look at grief you will say ah it's grief a temptation oh grief is not a temptation but grief changes us and when it changes us it tempts us to become who god has not made us to be especially if you're not grieving in the way that is healthy in the way god will want you to grieve so what do i mean so examples sometimes when people are grieving um they use coping unhealthy coping mechanism like substance abuse and so that's not god says your body is his temple so you're grieving he knows there is the pain but he doesn't want you to amplify the pain by your body right so that's why i know that there's god in also in the grieving process of every one of us another scripture that comes strongly for me is that um john 11 35 if i'm right jesus wept he says um jesus came in the form of a human to teach and guide us and to show us our strength as well as our struggles. So when we see that scripture of, oh, Jesus wept, what happened to Lazarus? Is is Jesus trying to show us that I understand how you feel when you lose someone. So I'm not, it's not a place, I'm not putting you in a place of isolation. No, I'm in it with you. And also there is that there should be no shame in grieving. God is in it and God can help you navigate through it as well. Bless. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's very, very amazing. Um, you know, I noticed some of the things you said, the fact that, um, you know, God is involved in our grieving process, right? And then the fact that there are also elder, um, there are elder ways to grieve and there's also uh, on elder ways to, you know, to grieving as well. I mean, it's important Christians know this uh, so that they don't just, um, you know, live out their grieving process 
you know, um, I mean, leave God out of their grieving process, right? Uh, I mean, we also said that grieving shows that we are human. Wow. You know, but so, I mean, I'm tempted to ask you this question. So grieving is not, uh, is not a sign of weakness. Oh no, absolutely. It, it, you, sometimes I, I, I'm careful to use the word weakness because of what the world has defined weakness to be. Yeah. I would rather say grieving is a sign that you're human. And you're human meaning that there are limitations that we have. And so that's why the, you, you, you oftentimes when you hear the Bible says, God is your strength when you are weak. So that's mm. the limitation. But you know what is fantastic as Christians? Even with the limitation, we have one who is above the limitations that can guide us out of the limitations. So do you understand what I mean? Yeah. 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 Okay, Dami. Uh, so when, because grieving is an emotional thing. Yes. And, um, but then, I mean, that, that's just a fact. But what, what would you say are the causes of? of this um, emotional downtime, if I would call it, <laughs> you know. I mean, I don't know if it's right to even call grieving an emotional downtime, or if it's if it's not, please correct me. But then my main question is, what would you say are the causes of, of grief? Yeah. Um, I know most times people always think of grieving in terms of the death of someone, a loved one. But you see, beyond that, people grieve even when they lose a job. Um, I like that you corrected yourself because um, grieving is emotional, yes. Um, there is a mental part, yes. And there is also a physical part. So grieving is just when you lose anything or anyone that we have a connection with, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, even spiritual. Remember when Jesus was going to be crucified, they grieved, you know, they were sad. It was a loss of a spiritual connection they had with Christ. So it's just generally a loss of something that you have, or someone that you've had a connection with. So a job, a friend, it could even be a dream, a, 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 a goal. You, you've lost, <laughs> you've set a goal for yourself and you're not able to attain it. It looks like um, everything is being um, defeated on your side. There's a loss there. So loss is just... Um, griefing is just a loss of anything, like I said, or anyone that has a connection with you, whether it's mentally, emotionally, physically, or spiritually. Yes. Okay. Um, cool. Cool. Uh, I mean, right now, I, I can imagine someone listening to this conversation, and the person is grieving the loss of a relationship, probably a dating relationship or or a marital relationship, right? and then the grieving process. I know we're going to come to that briefly as to how to deal with them to, to grieve, right? But but then I'm going to ask this question just before we get to that point. Is there a one-way method to dealing with um, grief of all sorts? Hmm. Or there are tailored methods to um, dealing with um, grief, yeah? Um, okay, so there's no one-way method, and this is why. Um, we all have our different mental emotional frameworks. Yeah. So what I can take, you might not take. What you can take, I can take. Um, mm -hmm. And that's why I often say that pain is pain. Pain is very subjective. That's why you can't say, oh, oh, is it because you lost your pet? That's why you're all over the place. You can't <laughs> else. Um, because people taking things differently. So there 
and it's no one way it's not a linear function it's more like a circle thing um so people can go all in circles and most times we go all in circles that's the truth when we grieve usually in circles where some people feel oh i've relapsed today i feel excited and now i'm back again i'm feeling sad so grieving itself is not one way um in terms of things but most times we experience it in a very cyclical manner yes oh great thanks for that clarification uh, but then so that mean let's talk about the stages of grief okay so uh what is that i mean how come there are stages of of grief like i mean is <laughs> is just it's not just a one off thing um, right? well there are stages of grief and you know just like i i just mentioned um it might not be experienced in the same way but yeah. just a generic framework like i said there are, there are other ways people experience it so one way is the first is the shock you know the shock that um which you can say is like an initial paralysis of hearing that news it oh. just numbs you you are literally you can't feel anything you don't know how to respond so the first place is the place of shock and then the second one will be um denial you you being disbelieve you know you try to avoid to even avoid thinking about that news because it's not it's not making sense to you you can't yeah. believe it happening you know that's when you see a mother constantly going to the room of that child that a week ago they told the, the child that they, they told her i died she's going there to check because she's fixing his room she's fixing lunch and breakfast and and dinner because she's still in the place of denial right so um another way people express denial is they avoid that news so they go on with their life and so i see people um sometimes when people are grieving and they go on with their life they condemn them no that's why i said in the beginning we grieve differently and so people go on with their life this is them being in a denial state they they have taken in the news but they don't believe it so life goes on for them but they would get to the next stage you know and the next stage is anger and that's the stage where somehow they are beginning to believe that it has happened so they are going to work every day and they can't call that person um or they can't um go to that person's house or they don't see that person so it's sinking in and so anger comes they are frustrated um whatever has been suppressed inside of them the feelings that have been suppressed starts to come out like an outburst so it might be a, a very active aggressive response or a passive aggression so but there is the anger that starts to come out due to the frustration of what they have started to believe as happened um the next stage is bargaining in the bargaining stage um this you they are trying to figure out a way out so even in the you know in the anger there there's still a bit of a disbelief so like i said it just is there's still a tiny bit so that tiny bit of disbelief there would take them to that place of bargaining they're thinking um could we change can we change you know i i was in contact with uh, someone who just lost her her mother to covid and so she went 
looked around and asked, what can we do? Should we try? But this mom, you know, she's dead. So she's in that stage where she's still bargaining that something can be done to change it. It's not that she doesn't know it has happened or believe it has happened, but she's still bargaining a way out of that news. And then the next stage is now when the belief is fully um, taken in. Depression now comes. At that point, um, what happens to the individual is they've tried everything and they say that well, what has happened is inevitable and so they come to the full realization that mm, this has happened and so the sadness the the withdrawal the, the depression starts to come and sink in to the person and then the next stage is the testing and this is the stage where we always love that people get to is that stage where they are trying to seek realistic solutions based on what has happened so it's not to solve what has happened but to solve how they can navigate through what has happened to say okay how do i how do i come to it mm, that's the word closure that oh how do i get to that place where um, 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 um i know it has happened but how do i walk through what has happened and the last stage being acceptance this is now when this person has, is learning or has learned how to live with what has happened so it's almost like a moving on and all situations so these are the stages shock denial anger bargaining depression testing and acceptance wow thank you dami for taking us through um these stages but then i mean i'm curious to ask um must everyone go through these um stages of grief at some point in their life um yes but we 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 may not um, we may not go through the stages as I, I you know, highlighted it. Okay, Some people okay. can move from shock to anger. Some people don't even get to denial, but it's shock and then they jump to anger. Some people's mm. anger, they can jump to testing. So it, that's why I say we respond differently, but we are going to experience at least one or two of these stages when we are grieving, if not all, but one or two of it. Wow. Oh. Oh, this is this is really deep all right yeah dami does grief have any impact on us mm-hmm. apart from the whole, um you know the whole um you know sometimes yeah the breakdown and all of that but what's other what other things um you know can we really pinpoint to say okay this is what grief can do to a person without them even knowing like you know people are reacting based on grief but they don't even know and the people who are also relating with them don't even know that um, you know um you know this person's reaction is as a result of you know of, of his or um, griefing period mm-hmm. well like every impact every emotional impact it will change us but I like to use say to people that grief or emotional pain generally changes us, but we can choose the change that we want. Mm-hmm. So let me give a good picture because when we talk on things of mental health, it's hard to really put a picture to it because it's something that is quite internal. Um, yeah. Someone is about to cross a road, you know, and they get hit by a truck. Obviously, would it change that person? Yes. Right? So anything that is emotional pain or impact, it would change us. Whether 
we just don't know how long but it would change us so yes grief changes us mentally emotionally even physically it changes us and some of the changes that occurs most times first is that is is all oftentimes that feeling of hopelessness and um, this the, 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 it makes you think uh, is there a need to what's this life about is there really a need to keep going um it also sometimes affects our sleeping because um we are trying to fight these emotions and so we are either experiencing a lack of sleep or too much of it um it affects what we eat and how we are eating is either we're excessively eating or we're not even eating at all and so this us trying to find how to cope um sometimes it gets so bad that you know people start experiencing suicidal thoughts they get to a place where the hopelessness is so heightened that they're like there's not need anymore let me just let me end it here i think that's the easiest way for me so it changes how we think it changes how we feel it changes how we become in terms even of in terms of our physical response um sometimes people experience focus issues that's why you see in the workplace when somebody loses a, a loved one they'll always give them time off because yeah. you don't want them to come to work and they're losing focus of the kind of the work they're doing so it's that, some companies don't do that <laughs> so sad, but they should do it and I, I i i like that what is happening in the world now is that um and i hope one day nigeria we get there where companies are appreciating the need for mental and emotional well-being of their staff because the staff cannot give what they don't have they say oh you're too sluggish you're not proactive there's something going on on the inside that needs to be dealt with so um like you said now you can't bring someone who just lost their their mom or some something that's quite um they're quite connected to to a workspace and expect them to be efficient um it's, it's really tough it's a struggle um for that individual and also physically um grief can cause inflammations yeah um sometimes it wasn't that health problem you once had so some people are dealing with well maybe even cancer it gets it makes it worse right it it affects our immune system we become vulnerable to infection so you see the, the list is endless but grief does it change us absolutely but we can decide you know to to you know the, the change that we want to seek from that grief and how do we decide that, that because that is going to be the i mean that's going to be the, the uh, that's just going to be a good thing to do actually Okay, so how do we decide? For me is it's asking what you want out of it. It's not forgetting what has happened, but for but remembering or working towards what you want out of what has happened. Because what has happened is already inevitable. So it is as simple as, oh Shina, what do you want out of this? And why do you want it? Because some people will make a choice but the the purpose or the why behind that choice is also questionable so you need yeah. to ask yourself why and uh, what am i learning from this experience what am i taking out from this experience and yeah. and also learning to deal with grief itself you know learning to deal with the grief itself yes so it's just asking yourself what you want to take out from this grieving and how you want to respond to it and it's from your answer that will determine how you would grieve wow 
thanks a lot, Dami. And that's going to lead me to the next question I have um, here today. And that's the question of dealing with grief. And I'm tempted to say, uh, or to put this question this way, how do we deal with grief in a healthy way, in God's way, right? So, um, please help us on that. Um, I, I think the first will be take one day at a time. Okay. That's what the Bible says, that we will meet our daily bread. You know, sometimes we think God is in a hurry, and so we may want to rush through our pains. Oh, God, just simple example, Shino. You, you, God forbid you hurt yourself and you're in the hospital. Can I come and visit you and say, Shino, get fast, well, get fast, fast, be fast and leave the hospital. No, you know, you have to go through the process. So take one day at a time is what I would say to you. Um, recognize also that emotions, the emotions you have, don't ignore them, recognize them. Don't push them aside. It's part of the healing process. When you recognize them, it's a better way to know how to deal with them. But when you push them aside, they don't, they don't go to, they don't disappear because you, you avoided them. They are still there. And they, they, if you keep them and not address that emotion properly, it's aggravates into something else. So I'll say one, take one day at a time. Two, recognize your emotions. And then when you recognize them, use healthy coping mechanisms to navigate your way out of those intense emotions. One of the ways of exercising, just go and go for a walk in the park, go jogging. Another way is journal. Get a journal, begin to pour out what is inside, begin to write out what you're feeling on the inside. It's very, very therapeutic. Another way is painting. You can paint and draw. And another way is music. Worship in the, in, in the spirit of God. You know, there's, there's healing in the place of worship. You know, turn on your music and just, you might not have the words to sing, but just listen and soak yourself in it. These are, there are other healthy coping mechanisms, but I've just listed a few. And then don't ignore the support of loved ones. You'll be tempted to want to be alone and it's understandable, but have somebody around you. They don't necessarily have to talk with you or to you, but you need somebody around you. So receive support. I wanted to say get support, but sometimes it's not about the getting. It's about the ability to receive that support from the people around you. And then um, if you're having challenges coping, um, generally, you know you're really struggling, don't hide it. Talk to a talk to a professional. Talk to your pastor. Talk to a, a, a church leader. Talk to a counselor, a therapist to help you through. In all, you are not alone. The Holy Spirit is there to keep you, to comfort you. They said the Holy Spirit is our greatest counselor, is our comforter. So you are not alone. Wow. Uh, thank you so much, Dami. And uh, just while you were sharing this, I. Uh, I remember a friend who um, recently um, chatted me up. She lost her dad. And I mean, she was one of the motivation for this um, conversation. And, uh, you know, one of the things she told me was that, uh, okay, so I was trying to find a way to um, sort of like um, counsel her. But then I realized that in this case, you know, the mother is there and she also is there. So they're both like um, grieving together. And in that kind of situation, I mean, so I was sort of like, I was just expecting that she was going to be 
you know, the strong person in the house. I mean, I'm, I'm, I stand to be corrected. So I was hoping that she was going to be very strong for the family since she just had the mother. And, and I said to her, uh, you know, um, okay, I was like, um, you know, you could find time to, you know, pray with, pray for your mom or pray together with her. And then she told me something. She doesn't even have the energy to pray on her own. Right. So, I mean, in that kind of situation, uh, what, 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 would, what would be your advice for someone who, you know, who probably belongs to a family, but then, you know, the dad is no more, but then this person is left with um, a grieving mother as well. And they are both, you know, there's nobody to console each other, that kind of situation. I mean, uh, what, what, do you have anything to say to such a person? Absolutely. It means she's, she doesn't have the capacity to even help herself. You know? so not to talk of helping her mom. And yeah. that happens. That's, that's really, that happens a lot. And this is why God has placed us in communities. The purpose of Christianity is to belong to a, a family. As the Bible says, we are one body in Christ. Yeah. Where we are joint heir with the, with the son. And so, yeah. This is where the church has to come in because obviously at this point that God knows that mm, God knows that you can't pray. He knows your what you're going through, and it's not that you don't want to. There's a difference between I don't want to, but I can't. There's a difference between can't and don't. And so times like that, two things I say is that the church community should come and be of help. As simply as assigning somebody to check on that family once a day. They don't have to come and advise or say any word. Just pray with them. Just yeah. with them. That would be fantastic. And then the other thing I would say to the person is that, you see, sometimes we don't even have the words to, to pray. But the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, he prays on our behalf in groaning. Yeah. She might not have the words to say, but she in her heart, so she can, she can, she can speak from her heart. She can, she can communicate with the spirit in her heart, and the spirit of God would intercede on her behalf. So these are two angles we can take it from: reach out to the church community, the family um, of the church community she's in, or you know, encourage her to just be silent in the presence of God. He is listening to our hearts. And not necessarily always about the words. Oh, well, thank you so much, Dami. And, you know, for some reasons, I could resonate with some of the, a lot of the things we've shared today because, uh, you know, I, I lost my dad uh, a few years ago. And, and you know, it was just so, I mean, shocking that, uh, at some point, I, I was just, I mean, to, I, I would imagine that he was just still alive. I couldn't just, you know, believe that, you know, he was no longer um, around. And I mean, and it was funny also that even sometimes when I get to sleep, you know, uh, I, I mean, I'm just, and then I, I'm, uh, I, when I wake up, I, I'm just, uh, I'm waking up with that consciousness that, um, you know, he's, he's still alive. And, but then after a while, just, um, the reality just dawned on me that, um, you know, is no, um, you know, longer a year with us and all of that. So, I mean, I could really resonate and, uh, and I, I don't know, I, I think, yeah, I mean, I had to, I, I, some of the stages you, you mentioned earlier, I had to sort of like go through it uh, until I, you know, came to the acceptance that, uh, you know, it's no longer, yeah, thank you so much, Dami. But then I, I just want to ask this question before I let you go. Uh, that is a question of, um, you know, how do we, um, you know, 
pay attention to our relationship such that we're able to know when someone is grieving. Are there signs we should look out for? Maybe to know if a colleague at work or if a um, if a partner in a relationship is going through um, you know some sort of um, um, period like grieving. Yes, um, one 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 of which is a lot withdrawal. Most times people who are grieving often withdraw um, because grief in itself um, expresses itself in with different mental issues. So um, depression happens. Uh, so because of depression, the person may withdraw. Um, the person may may have short fuses. And I, I often see that a lot and people are like, is it because I, you have to calm down? The person is just expressing how um, their emotions are, re, uh, are responding internally to them. And so there will be short fuses sometimes. The person is cranky, that's what I mean. Um, yeah. And the person withdraws a lot. Also look out for um, the, the word, I'm okay, you know? <laughs> um, it, it, I would say sometimes it's even healthier to for someone not to answer you when you ask them. So, are, are you okay? And they are silent. That's that's a sign. That's a sign something is wrong. But you see, there's also that sign of I'm okay because you see, anyone who is grieving is not okay. When they tell you they are okay, oftentimes it's it's from a place of I don't want to talk about it. I don't think you can help me, but I'm suffering. Mm. Right? So look at things, withdrawal, short fuses, um, and that I'm okay kind of masking. I call it masking where they look like everything. And sometimes these people can even be extra excited sometimes. Extra excited. But deep down there is something going on. So what I would say generally is just check for changes. And when you are asking questions try not to ask them too directly okay because the response would always come from a no or yes hmm. go through the indirect route as simple as um it's been a long time i i saw you you know hang out with us um, i'm sure that you are you're you're doing something right hmm. they'll tell me so i'm not saying ah it's been are you okay do you understand? <laughs> it's a different. Yeah, I get that. Try not to go directly in terms of questioning. Try to go indirectly to explore their mind space and where they are coming or what is going on with them. So that's what I would I would advise or suggest. Thank you so much, Dami. This has been absolutely, uh, you know, insightful, right? And uh, what are your final words, Dami, on this conversation? Do you have any final words for us? Yes, um, your feelings are normal, you know, don't fight them. It's a face, so it won't last forever. Mm. Don't fight that feeling, so we have to quickly be okay. Just allow it to take place and just navigate it in a very healthy way. Um, mm. Be gentle and be kind to yourself. Don't think in, in lines, think in circles. Um, mm. What I mean? Don't think because when you are grieving, I've called the stages. Sometimes you may be in acceptance and quickly you go back to depression. It doesn't mean that you are failing. It's just a relapse. 
is it's also saying there's still things that need to be done in those places eh? you are still dealing with one or two things so and um, be gentle and kind with yourself we all heal differently so sometimes it would go in a lot of circles before it fizzles out and then you are not alone the lord himself goes before you and will be with you he said he will never leave you nor forsake you so he's saying do not be afraid do not be discouraged that was deuteronomy 31 8. the bible also says cast all your anxieties all your cares all your fears on him because he cares so you are not alone there is always help from god and for the people he has blessed you with and receive help as is given to you thank you thank you so much dami guys i've been speaking with dami lola adediji um, she is a mental health therapist um, based in the uk she's also a life and leadership coach um dami uh, i guess i might be asking for too much before we let you go can you please say a short prayer to uh, to folks out there who are currently dealing with grief. Absolutely. Prayers are never too much. Lord, I thank you for this session. And I thank you because you say when two or three are gathered, you are here. I thank you because you are a high priest who empathizes with us. And so I pray and speak to everyone listening and grieving in, and being in a place of grieving, whatever stage they are in, you are the God of grace. You are the God who meets people where they are and take them where you want them to be. And so I pray, you God of grace, meet them at the place where they are, oh God, and heal them and heal them. Hold them, let them be comforted in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, oh God, that at the end of all this, there will be light for them. They will see the goodness of God, even in this, in the mix of all that is happening. They will know that you are good and you care for them, oh Lord. I pray, oh Father, that they will testify and there will be a blessing to others who are also in the same situation that they are in. Thank you, oh God, for the healing going on and for the peace that people are experiencing as they listen, oh God. Thank you for Shino who has listened to your instruction and taken on the vision to help people, to encourage, exhort, instruct through this channel. Thank you, Jesus, for everything in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Damilola. Oh, guys, what an inspiring time we've had today. Quite an insightful time as well, learning about how to deal with, uh, with grief. I mean, if you have been um, inspired, if you have really been blessed by today's um, podcast, uh, please do me a favor, share this with someone, let them also be blessed. And if you are new to the show, I'm so glad that you found us. Uh, please remember to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss new episodes. New episode drops every week, um, Tuesday on uh, Faith Culture Podcast. And uh, if I've also um, you know been listening for a while, and you don't know how you can support us. Please, you can do that by doing a review. Yeah, and if you are listening on the Apple Podcast, uh, look out for where you can do a review and let us know how well we are doing. I would also appreciate you also sending us suggestions or questions or comments. Um, via our email, faithculture01 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Dami, for coming on the show. I hope some other time we can have you speak to us. Thank you.
Thank you for having me, Gina. Thank you so much. Happy to be here, always. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye.